like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Inspired Educator podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, I'm Nicole Holton. I'm the co-founder of Inspired EC, Inspired Family Daycare and Timberlake Newcastle. Um, and I'm based here in beautiful Lake Macquarie in Australia, uh, where it is now winter. So it's not so beautiful today. The sky is grey, uh, but never mind. So I'm back after a couple of months break. Um, as we all know, the world's been a little bit crazy over the last few months. Um, our last episode that went to air was back in February. Um, and we had a couple of recordings lined up for after that time. Um, and then coronavirus hit and things kind of went a little haywire. Um, so I'm going to be pretty honest today about the future of the podcast. So when this all happened, or probably just prior to that, um, I felt like I was on a little bit of a treadmill, maybe, I don't know. Um, But it was a real struggle to get educators for the podcast. So originally, what I really wanted for this podcast was every episode to interview an educator who's doing something amazing. Not something earth shattering, just, you know, they're doing great work every day. And and that's happening every single day in services. There are educators who are doing beautiful things in their practice, um, challenging the norm, stepping outside of the box, all that kind of stuff. And they're the people that I really wanted to showcase. And I'm really lucky in the work that I do as a trainer and a consultant, I get to visit a lot of services. Well, I did before coronavirus. Uh, But I do get to visit a lot of services and so I see a lot of those people in action. And so my vision for the podcast was really to bring those stories of those educators to life and, you know, to share them with people. Um, Because I think sometimes we can hear from experts in the field and it feels, I know for me as a young educator, it used to feel like a lot to live up to. Like I could never be like that. I'm not them. I, you know, and we, we were hearing all these amazing stories from experts you know, and really research-based stuff and, you know, great stuff. And I love that. But I also wanted to hear from people who were just doing that stuff every day. Um, so that was the initial aim for the podcast. So just prior to um, coronavirus kind of becoming a big pandemic worldwide, um, I was trying to kind of organise some interviews. Now, it can be really tricky to coordinate um, times with people. Um, We're usually trying to record via Zoom. And I mean, back then, 
you know, pre, pre-March, not a lot of people were comfortable using Zoom. I think now everyone's comfortable using Zoom and we're probably all quite over using Zoom. Um, but it was, it was really hard sometimes to pin down a suitable time and particularly for educators who are working with children day in, day out, it can be hard to either get time, you know, I hate the term off the floor, but to get time out of the room um, to do that or to give up their time after hours, you know, is a really big challenge too. You know, a lot of people have got families and other commitments and also just kind of need time for themselves and to switch off work. So it could be really tricky to coordinate. So I've had a few people on my list, um, but actually pinning down a time to chat has been really tricky. So then when the pandemic hit, in a way, I thought it had become easier because all of a sudden, a lot more people are at home. Um, a lot of services had lower numbers of children. So there were educators who were not always in face-to-face work with the children. Um, we found that a lot more educators were wanting to do online professional development with us because they had extra time, because they had less children. Um, so in some ways, it possibly would have been easier. But then it was made a whole bunch harder. Uh, by the fact that I had three children of my own at home, all needing to homeschool. Um, And of course, all being in different years and having different requirements and then also trying to do my own work and stay somewhat sane. Um, So the idea of recording podcasts and having extra Zoom meetings, we were already, um, particularly for our Inspired Family Daycare, we were having a lot of Zoom meetings, sometimes, you know, four and five a week um, to try and navigate through the changes um, around the BCP um, funding, um, around attendance, around you know, all the sorts of challenges that I'm sure most of you have faced over the last couple of months. Um, and so I got pretty zoomed out as well. Um, so the idea of kind of recording with people was just way too hard. And so then I got to a point where I was starting to think maybe I just ditch the podcast, um, give up on the idea altogether. Maybe it was a crazy idea. Um, and then I got an email and it was from someone in the US who had listened to an episode of the podcast and it had really resonated with them. And so they sent this really lovely email and I thought, I can't just not do that. You know, I can't stop. Um, and I'm not usually a quitter. I like to kind of stick things out, but I am a perfectionist. So it kind of makes it tricky. Um, I really had this vision of how I wanted this podcast to look and what I wanted it to achieve. Um, but I guess it's become such an overused term in the last few months, but I guess it it really does explain it. Well, I've decided to pivot the podcast. Um, you know, to change the direction a little bit. So while we're still going to be the Inspired Educator podcast, um, I'm not putting the pressure on myself to have a guest every single episode, Um, which means, I don't know, maybe this is a good thing or a bad thing, who knows, but sometimes it might be just me. Um, It might be just me talking about whatever I'm talking about. Um, which makes for interesting recording because you feel like you're sitting and talking to yourself like I am right now. And it's very strange. Um, but I think I'm a writer traditionally. So, um, I've written a couple of books and I write our inspired EC blog. I've written lots of articles for different 
um, websites and educational journals and whatnot. I love to write. Um, I find it much easier generally to put words on paper. And so I think in a way that's why I want to keep doing this because it's challenging me to do something different. So while I do a lot of training as well, um, which obviously involves speaking, um, it's probably more outside of my comfort zone. So I guess, you know, I'm always telling educators to step outside of their comfort zone. And I realized when I'd gotten that feedback and when I really reflected on it more that I needed to continue to do that, to step outside of my comfort zone and, you know, put the effort in and continue to create something that I think is important for educators. Um, you know, I think it's really meaningful for us to have different ways of learning. So, um, you know, whether you believe in learning styles or not, I think we all have preferred ways of taking in information. And for me, I love podcasts. I love being able to listen to something while I'm, you know, going for a walk or putting the washing on or driving or whatever, really. I really love to be able to have that, that content coming into my ears. Um, and I don't know, I guess I think if I love that so much, then I think I need to step outside of my comfort zone and create that for people who do love it. Um, yeah, so I guess I just wanted to, in this shorter-ish episode, um, to kind of prepare for that, that things are different. Um, and I guess that's kind of what we're seeing all over the place at the moment is that, you know, coronavirus and the whole pandemic has really um, kind of pushed a lot of us to change, um, to change the way we do things. I know for us um, at Inspired, it was the final push to get our online training platform up and running. So we've been working on this for um, possibly 18 months um, and we'd tried a particular platform and weren't happy with it. And every time I tried to do something on it, it just didn't feel right. And so I kept avoiding it, a lot of procrastination. Um, and then we moved to a new platform that I really loved and we did that just before coronavirus. But still, as I said before, I'm a real perfectionist. So I really wanted it to be perfect before we put it out into the world. And, you know, we wanted to have a certain number of courses and we wanted to have it to do this and we wanted this to work. And, you know, we, we really wanted to launch it to be something spectacular and, while we think it's pretty amazing, it's not exactly what we first envisioned. There's obviously things that we want to add to it over time. But I think it was, you know, once everyone kind of shut down, you know, for us, we do a lot of traveling, we do a lot of training in-house at services, we also do public events, all of that got shut down in an instant. And so it could have been easy for us to go, oh, woe is me. We can't do this. We can't do that. Instead, we went, you know what, what can we, ca what can we do? And what we could do was put all our attention into getting that online platform up and running. So it didn't take us long after that. It was that final shove that we needed. Um, and I think people are really enjoying that alternate method of training. Um, will we go back to training in person? Absolutely. Um, and we've got people starting to ask about it already, which is great. Um, but I think it's it's really highlighted the need for change and to step outside of the comfort zone a little bit. Um, 
we're looking at doing some live webinars, which both Tash and I have never really enjoyed to do. Um, but again, it's stepping out of the comfort zone, doing something different. So that's kind of where things are at um, with the podcast. I'm hoping that um, the episodes that I do on my own will be just as engaging and you'll get just as much out of them. Um, there might be episodes that I kind of link to blog posts that I've written and maybe that's just me being a little bit safe because I feel comfortable with what I've already put out into the world. Um, but yeah, there'll be a whole range of topics and I'm really open to talking about um, any kind of topic that resonates with you, something that you want to hear about. Um, maybe you have read a blog post um, on our website and you think, I actually want to hear more about that. Um, let me know and I can unpack that a little bit further um, on the podcast. Um, but likewise, I am still really keen to interview educators. I really enjoy the chats that I was having with various educators. So our first couple of episodes, you know, I got so much out of those conversations and you know, some of those people I already know really, really well, and yet I still learnt more about um, the work that they're doing and the process and the thinking that goes behind that. Um, so it was as much a learning experience for me as it was for you as a listener, I hope. Um, so I really want to do that still. Um, so I'll definitely still be lining up some interviews with people. I've still got a few that I'd really love to have a chat to. And now that the children are back at school, that might become just a fraction easier for me at least. Um, but yeah, if you'd like to be interviewed or you know someone who you think would be a great interview, um, as I said before, it's not about having people who know everything or are the best at everything or have won awards or you know it's not about that it's about having conversations with you know I, I don't like to say ordinary because none of the people that I've spoken to <laughs> so far have been ordinary they've all been fascinating and really interesting um, but it's about having conversations with people who do the work every day um, you know that's one of the things we've always kind of prided ourselves on um, at Inspired. So both Tash and I, you know, we worked together. If you don't know our story, we worked together um, in a long daycare service um, when, you know, I was 19 and just out of TAFE and Tash was what was considered then an untrained casual. Um, and we came together in a service by chance and just happened to kind of, you know, connect straight away. And, you know, I think we've always kind of tried to keep one foot in the door so for us that's been um you know for a while there we were both still working and um doing our work with inspired so we were working in the service um for a little while i did some casual work at a few services um we founded inspired family daycare in 2014 and so we are the approved providers um for that service so we're we're really involved in you know the operations of a service. So we understand what services are going through, what edu educators are going through, because we're going through it too, um, particularly around all this stuff with the p pandemic. Um, you know, we've really been able to relate to the experiences of services because we are a service and we're for services. We've got services in four states um, of Australia and we can really relate to what it's like trying to um, you know, keep all the balls in the air and manage the funding changes, which have been, you know, the cause of so much stress for so many services. 
um, we can relate to that because we're doing it as well. So that's why it's important, um, you know, for me to have people on who are doing the work. You know, they're actually out there practicing because it's all well and good for, um, you know, a expert to come and say you should be doing this or how about you try it like this but until you actually hear the experience of people who are doing it um, I think it can be really hard to make change Um, and don't get me wrong there are some amazing experts who you know I'd take their advice any day of the week Um, but I just think it's really important that we hear those um, those really simple stories of what's happening uh, in the early childhood sector um, particularly here in Australia um, I guess to, so for the episodes where I'm not interviewing someone, you know, sometimes I might share stories, uh, from my own work in early childhood, um, but also different things that I've seen and experienced in my work as a consultant. So that's one of the things I love most about going and visiting services is that I just get to see some amazing practice, um, and just little moments that probably the people involved don't even give a second thought to because it's just the work that they do every day. Um, but those really little moments can stand out and make a big difference. So there you have it. That's the plan uh, for the future of the Inspired Educator podcast. So I hope that you will stick around. Um, as I say, I'm really keen to get some more interviews happening. Um, but in the meantime, I'm not going to let that, you know, the difficulty around locking people in. I also wonder too, I'm just going to digress for a minute, but I wonder if sometimes some of the educators that I've spoken to are like oh no I don't I don't I don't think I'd be a good interview um you know I'm not doing anything special I'm not anything special I think there's a lot of self-doubt um out there and I guess I can understand that we're all at different points um in our work and you know we're all different personalities and we have different you know comfort levels with what we put out there and um I guess sometimes it's that opening yourself to scrutiny maybe um I know we've always done uh sticky beak tours where we've taken you know busloads of educators around to visit different services and it's usually an amazing day um and when we've done those there are some services that are really keen to share and to welcome us in and they're like yes come on in come and see what we do come and ask questions um they're not worried if it's not perfect they're they're just open um, and then there's other services who are just a flat out no. Um, and sometimes that's a, well, we don't want to share. Um, but other times it's a, we're not good enough. You know, we're not doing anything special. Um, so I think there really is a lot of self-doubt that holds people back. So maybe if you're listening to this, um, and you've got some of that self-doubt, but you're thinking, you know what, maybe I am doing something worth talking about, um, chat to me, you know, send me an email and I'd love to have a talk to you about that and um, see if maybe we can both, you know, I'm trying to push through my comfort zone. Maybe you can do the same. Um, So yeah, there we are. I digressed a little. I have no idea what I was talking about before that, but I'll wrap it up um, just by saying if you would love to get in touch to talk about being interviewed, um, feel free to contact me. It's just Nicole at inspiredec.com. You can also find us on social media. So we're on Facebook and Instagram as just inspiredec. Um, And if you head over to our website, inspiredec.com, you can find all of our bits and pieces there. Contact us through there. Um, 
and kind of navigate your way around. You'll also find our blog. Um, so as I said before, if you kind of one of our blog posts might have resonated with you and you'd like to for me to chat about that a little bit more on an episode, I'd be more than happy to do that too. Um, so I'll wrap it up there uh, before I head off for a Zoom meeting. As I said before, I'm like super Zoomed out as I'm sure so many of us are right now. Um, but these things are still important. Um, and hopefully I'll be back in another two weeks with a brand new episode. Have a great day. Need more Nicole in your life? Here's how to find her. InspiredEC.com, InspiredEC on Facebook, or at Inspired underscore EC on Instagram. You can also visit PlayVolutionHQ.com slash podcasts slash inspired to leave a comment or ask a question. Thanks for listening. Hey, we need your support to keep the podcasts flowing. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash support to learn how. One of the big things you can do is shop Amazon with the link we provide. You buy your cat food, you buy your kids books, you buy whatever it is you buy on Amazon, you pay the regular price. We get a small percentage of it. Everybody wins. A lot of people are doing it. It really supports the shows and we really appreciate it. Give it a try. Thanks. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.